Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. From KCBS Radio, I'm Chris Ancarlo, and for Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Are you ready to ask your wild Oh man, I have so many burning questions, which is great for being at an event like Ember Stomp because there are literally experts everywhere. And, you know, walking around the fairgrounds here in Marin County, I'm reminded of advice I heard while trying to understand how to cover wildfires in the first place. The Blue Cup fire was ripping up the Cajon Pass alongside I-15 back in 2016. It was the first wildfire I'd ever covered, so I pulled a captain aside at the incident command post. I was just like, okay, what's going on? Explain this to me like I'm five. And he started by telling me the first thing you need to know is that good firefighting starts long before the fire. There's a lot of homes that can use some work. That pretty much sums it up. And I would say, you know, I know that Cal Fire and across California, we're all trying to give homeowners uh, defensible space inspections to help educate them and follow up with enforcement in some cases. Uh, but what's different about Marin is our numbers seem to be our compliance, quote unquote, is really low. And that's because we tag absolutely everything. And it's not to uh, enforce everything and say, you have to pick up these leaflet, this leaflet or today or tomorrow. But we want to educate them to say that what the real danger is, is the leaves the leaves in your, the pine needles and the leaves in your gutters and along the, the against the foundation of your home. We really want people to know what is going to uh, make their home susceptible. So our compliance technically is low, but that's because our standards are way higher. And with that education, we really uh, think we can uh, prevent a huge disaster that we've seen elsewhere. Kathleen Cutter is the defensible space lead for the Ross Valley Fire Department and she and her team they go door to door making sure that properties are prepared if a wildfire should break out. Maybe walk me through the process. You knock on somebody's door, they open the door, and you, what do you say, and how does that interaction go? So we say, you know, hello, we're here uh, representing the fire department area that we're in, and we're, we're funded by the Marin uh, Wildfire Prevention Authority, and we're here to help educate you on things that you can do to make your home safer from the threat of wildfire, as well as your defensible space, which is the area from your foundation of your home out to the edge of your property. And people at first can be a little like, oh, I'm not sure. But when we when they realize we're really here for education and we yes, we do let them know of their potential violations. But the idea to us is education is more important than even the threat of violation, because these things will have everything we point out. The reason why we point it out is because a home has succumbed to, due to that that 
finding. What surprises people the most? What are some things that they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that? Well, one is the doormat, the, the combustible doormat. Others is leaf litter in the gutters and on the, uh, like the creeks and the valleys of the home where the two home, two roof sections come together or when a side of the house meets the roof. Just anywhere leaves gather, that's where embers go. And I think that's a real, like, eye-opening moment for people that they just really don't realize that the combustible uh, mulch, like the, the bark coming up to the house, that just helps, a, you know, that's an ember receptor. So embers flying through the air, landing in that can set your wood uh, siding on fire. So that's why you want to push that away. Embers hitting the house generally fall to the floor or the ground right in front of the house. If there's something uh, combustible there, that's where the house is vulnerable. So another thing that's super surprising, and this is probably the number one thing we get is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're here to make it a parking lot. You're here to pave everything. No, not at all. Trees are very important to bring down uh, temperatures and uh, and keep things cooler. So fire is, is actually, it's a, it's a fire, it helps with fire. But we do like to see them limbed up and limbed away from the side of the home. And that helps, uh, again, uh, make the roof and the size of the home more safe from uh, potential lighting on fire. So, but generally, limbing up the trees is enough to make them safe. There's only a few species that we really are concerned about. The Italian cypress, the juniper, bamboo. These things are very flammable. Uh, juniper and cypress have a lot of oils in them, and once they start, they're really hard to put out, and they're extremely hot. So those things we really would like to see removed because if they're removed, firefighters can come and they know this is a house I can protect, I can get to, I can put the fire out. Uh, Juniper, once it gets going, it's a devil to try to put out. Don't take it from her. I've seen the blazing torch of a cypress as it ignites. I've felt that intense heat that radiates from junipers, and I've watched as waves of embers are vaulted upwards and carried in the wind for blocks on down the road. In a red flag situation, when the right combination of wind, low humidity, and dry vegetation mix, those trees turn into fire super spreaders, seeding devastation across the landscape. How, how do they use that property? Well. You know, frankly, firefighters go to a neighborhood and they, they have to see where they can do the most good. Uh, it's limited resources. There's not going to be an engine for every home. So it's in your best interest to make your house as you know and your property hardened so they have a chance. And I've seen this too. I've seen where a well-maintained property turned into an anchor point by firefighters who can use that defensible space to move from defense to offense. I've watched entire neighborhoods saved from a firefront thanks to the work that's done well before fire ignites. Exactly. We just want to, like, you can think of your home as a log. You don't want a lot of kindling up right against it. So we're teaching people what that kindling looks like and asking them to pull it back from the house, asking them to limb up their trees and clean up, you know, any dead debris, any dead vegetation and bushes. And we know this is a challenge, especially with uh, the drought. So we're pointing people to firesafemarin.org because there's a lot of really good resources there. You said something interesting to me. And it never really occurred to me, and like all the fires that I've covered, but it makes a lot of sense that the leaf litter and all of these things that are very combustible end up basically wherever the wind puts them, which is exactly where the embers go. Exactly. So embers follow leaves, basically. If, if you can find leaves underneath your deck, 
that's where embers will go. If a leaf can get in, an ember can get in. So making sure you have the uh, an area where those embers, because it's like a blizzard in a, in a wildfire, embers can fly a mile, up to a mile or more away. So it's not necessarily even open space that's an issue, which we are working on. The fire departments are working together to do mitigation efforts as well as the open space. So it's just, embers are gonna come from everywhere. You just have to be, make sure that your home is ember resistant. 60 to 90% of the homes that do go up due to wildfire go up because of embers alone. Cutter and her team of inspectors fan out every day. They have conversations with a focus on education. And she says that in her area, they inspect every home every other year, which is about 15,000 homes a year. It's firefighting before the fire. They're saving homes. Let's give them a chance to save that home. Give them the upper hand. Give them, give them, give them the ability to really make a difference for your home. And that's what this is about, is helping the firefighters to save your home. And not just your home, but maybe your whole neighborhood. Right, because sometimes when a home goes up, which we never like to see, but you know, we don't want one home go up because then it creates more embers for the home next door and the home next door and the home next door. So if we can, uh, make these uh, homes safer, then it, it lessens that chance for the whole neighborhood going up. Every home counts. Every home counts. And many thanks again to Kathleen Decker for taking some time to chat with me. And there's something important to note with what she said there at the end. Give the firefighters a chance. It's an important mantra, especially as California and the nation deal with an increasing shortage of people in the fire service. At least part of the problem can be solved by changing the perception of the composition of the fire service. Adrian Brumley is the coordinator of the Fire Foundry program. Can you explain what that is? Uh, it's a diversity program um, for the fire service to bring diversity, whether it be females or people of color, um, in the service that are underrepresented right now. And we provide them with uh, free education, free housing, and um, we basically walk them from step one of being a firefighter to getting them into an academy, getting them placed. Uh, and we also show them the other branches of the service, fire service, whether it be dispatching, EMT, um, D-space inspectors, uh, dozer operators. We show them all aspects of the fire service. It's not just firefighting. The program is in its first year. It's a joint venture of Marin County Fire Agencies and several community groups. The fire service has been traditionally very, very white in California. When do you think that started to change? Um, I would say as recently as us. I mean, this is a first-of-its-kind program. Uh, thanks to Chief Weber with Marin County Fire. Uh, him and his development team developed it, and uh, I think it's really starting with us. Well, what got you involved? Uh, I'm a firefighter for Guysville Fire. Um, I'm Hispanic, uh, and I've been a, a, in management or leadership for many years now, and uh, this is like a dream, dream job for me. I get to put coaching and, and firefighting together. Um, that's what I love. The program started January 31st of this year. It's on a four-year grant with the goal of finding sustainable funding at the end of that grant period. Yes, yeah, so we recruit people from the ages of 18 to 30, um, and, we, and we look for people who are interested in fire service or, or maybe intimidated. They're, they're interested, but they're too intimidated to ask about it, figure out how to, to get their foot in the door. Um, so, we, so we're seeking those, those people out and let them know they, they have a chance. The, yeah, I mean, is it the sort of thing where you don't see people who look like you, and so you automatically think that perhaps that's not a place where you belong, that you're trying to kind of change that perception? Absolutely. Uh, when I started in the fire service uh, over 20 years ago, or about 15 years ago, sorry, um, I came into a firehouse that was all uh, dominant in the white race, and uh, I was Hispanic, um, didn't know anybody in there, and I was, I was intimidated. Um, so I'm looking to change that with uh, this program.
Now, recruits, they go through two weeks of book learning orientation, then they get in the field training, working to clear brush and learn the tools. And throughout the course, they take classes in partnership with the College of Marin and work toward various certifications. Does this give maybe a leg up as they enter into the recruitment phase for you know, a fire department anywhere in California? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they're develop, developing so many references out here. Uh, every time these guys go out, they have a chief looking at them. Um, and all you need to do is mention a chief's name on your application to give them a reference. If you give them to write you a letter, I mean, that's, that's your foot in the door right there. And how many were in fire class one? Uh, so we originally started with 12, and that's what we plan on carrying uh, throughout. Um, halfway through the program, or a quarter of the way in the program, we had one actually get a, a, a fire assignment. They got assigned to an engine right away. Uh, they got picked up from us. Um, he decided to stay with us uh, because of what we have to offer, um, paying for his education and whatnot, so he decided to stay with us. In that time, we picked up another recruit to replace him, and we didn't want to let that recruit go because the other one decided to stay, so right now we're carrying 13. Lucky, lucky number. <laughs> right, right. What does it look like for these recruit classes when they finish? So we'll have them on the verge of their Firefighter 1, uh, but they'll be ready for the fire academies, which is where they'll pick up their Firefighter 1 uh, certification. But they'll be EMT certified, they'll be EMR certified, uh, obviously first aid, CPR, um, and first responder certified. Way ahead of the curve. Yes, sir. We are in desperate need for more bodies across the board. And it seems like this is a no-brainer that we should be reaching out into these reservoirs of, of people that are interested in, in the fire service. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that's our goal is, is to get our firefighter numbers up. Um, and while doing that, uh, bring our diversity up. Uh, how, how does diversity help in firefighting? I mean, it opens our pool up to bring up those numbers. To, 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 we have a larger uh, pool of people to recruit from um, and fill those positions even quicker. And that's uh, what all the chiefs are looking for and wanting. Um, we're getting some help from uh, grants from California, uh, Governor Newsom, um, which are helped pay for that. So we're, we're on the right path. And it's a necessary path. If California is to build the resilience needed for confronting an expanding fire threat as climate changes. Thanks to Adrian Brumley, we'll check back in with him and his inaugural class of Fire Foundry once they complete their first year. And thanks to FireSafe Marin, they organized this event at Ember Stop. And this year was the first try at it. It seemed pretty successful. We need more of this sort of community action in California. See, we're on the front lines of the climate crisis. It's no longer an abstract, and we have no choice but to be prepared. And finally, thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be on the front lines of this fire season at KCBS with an army of reporters ready to bring you the latest information to make sure that you and your families stay safe. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day. You can subscribe on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, just about anywhere you listen. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Chris Ancarlo in for Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your-
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.